And welcome back to the Part-Time Otaku Podcast. My name is Dave. My name is Grant. And this week we're going to talk about Attack on Titan Season 4, Episode 9. Um, we do this a week to week. We're anime-only watchers. We break down, review, give our thoughts and favorite moments on uh, this week's episode. So we will get to that. Um, the thumbnail that you're seeing in this week's episode is not from fan art, but it's actually from the director of the episode. Attack on Titan has been releasing these like cool one-shot little posters uh, the last several weeks with, alongside their episodes. I think, Grant, like sometimes the director does it, and then other times it's like... Someone just, on staff. Yeah, just someone, or maybe one of the animators or the studio. I'm not sure who did this one, but it's a pretty cool shot of Levi kind of looking down at you mm-hmm. from that carriage scene that's actually in this episode. Anyway. Do you know what... Um... Do you know what these like like the like week to week we have the new episode then we have the new like key art put out mm-hmm. or like this little art it reminds me of you know like back in the day well I say back in the day when you could go to shows <laughs> but you know you'd go to like a Montreal or an Ottawa show and there'd be like a unique poster for that tour date oh yeah it, it, every week like I'm you know and I love those and I've collected those over the years so seeing like this week to week art it's kind of you know it's it's like a double the tree we get the new Attack on Titan and then we get to, we get the new artwork it's been fun you know a lot of fun <laughs> yeah it's like a collectible it feels like yeah um so yeah that's the thumbnail for this week and again this is season four episode nine we are officially over halfway in into this season or you know maybe part one if it ends up being two parts but yeah it's uh it's flying by i can't believe we've been doing this for over two months already unreal <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's been a it's been a blast, and thank you for listening. If if you've been with us since the beginning, or if you've recently joined, welcome. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll get right into it. Usually, you know, we start with a quick summary of the episode, and then we gush over the details and break it all down. So so I'll kick us off here. Um, season four, episode nine. In this episode, we go three years into the past. Parody Island makes contact with the Elena and the anti-Marleyan volunteers and proceeds to capture additional Marleyan crews with their help. The scouts learn about modern warfare and begin to construct a port and advanced weaponry of their own. It's revealed that the anti-Marleyan volunteers were assembled by Zeke. Aaron believes that Zeke has discovered how to circumvent Carl Fritz's vow to renounce war and that if they unite, they could use the Founding Titan's power to control the Titans stored inside Paradis' walls. In present day, Sasha's funeral is held. Friends, family, and, Mar- and Marley and Nicola are in attendance. Levi brings Zeke to the Forest of Giant Trees under heavy guard. The anti-Marleyan volunteers are disarmed and kept under watch since Zeke's arrival. The episode ends with Armin narrating these recent events to Annie, who is still in her crystal shell. Woo-woo! <sighs> It feels like uh, it feels like our wish came true. We got what we wanted. That is exactly <laughs> this. This what is the I was episode we've been waiting for. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if we'll get more of this. But if not, I mean, this episode did a pretty good job of showing us like what happened in the interim. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing too, I know we we had talked about. I think we had kind of like you know expressed that we wanted like an episode solely based on like what had happened. I didn't realize. I hadn't realized until I watched the episode that I wanted current and past like the you know kind of like the twist of Armin you know like narrating the episode in current day I thought that was like a really you know like it was just like a really good storytelling tool, you know? I, like, I it, agree it was yeah. a very clever way to deliver it 
and I like that they chose Armin to do all that because, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's not really a stretch. It's quite fitting for his character to have that kind of introspective nature. Especially since everything that's just happened. Like, he's, you know, really come to, like, everything that has happened to him, it just, it's so against, like, his original, it's like you said, his original nature. You know, it's it's kind of probably cathartic for him to, you know, to be telling what had happened and how it went. And it was really really good episode. Like, very good and also like a very good palate cleanser from everything that we just watched you know yeah i think this episode and even the ones you know the ones that preceded it and and just this season at large is a really good example of why attack on titan is such a great show and why it's you know it's trending right now is like greatest of all time on all these lists sure i don't know if that's not what i'm saying it is but i think it's definitely in that conversation because when you just think about the pacing we're only you know nine episodes in but we had, what, four episodes of an entirely new cast introduction that felt like tension was building, and then, mm-hmm. like, an explosion for two or three episodes. And now there's this information kind of retro lore dump, and never once does it feel boring, because you no. kind of need it. Every time, you know, every time you need action, you can't, like, go any further without, you know, some, some conflict happening. They mm-hmm. give it to you, but every time you need information... They, you know, kind of give it to you properly. Um, anyway, the pacing well, is, has really been a standout for this season for me. I, I agree. And, you know, it's... Even though, like, you know, from, like, what I've, we've heard, like, the the anime adaption is, like, so close to, like, to the manga. Yeah. It, even, even watching it, like, even though, like, it's already known content and people kind of knew it was coming, this season kind of felt like they were taking those big swings and they've been connecting every time. Even though, like, it's been, like, a known quantity. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So like it just you know like there's these big moments that just you know change of environment and characters and feel like it just it's like you said like they and then pacing of all else like how often is pacing one of the biggest problems in any show, especially yeah. in anime? Oh my god, yeah, that's <laughs> you know, a like, that's a trope or that's just a problem anime has. Yeah, and I mean you know I'm not saying Attack on Titan is perfect. You know maybe like seasons one no. through three could have done this you know, perhaps a little more efficiently, but anyway, that's a conversation if, for another time. Well, yeah, if anything, like, season four has shown is that, you know, there was not corners to be cut, but there's some fat to be trimmed for sure. Yeah, big time. Like, I'm about to start, you know, season three with the girlfriend, and it's like, there's a there's a lot of episodes just about trying to understand the politics of Inside the Wall, mm. and, you know, Historia's lineage, and what... Kenny's place is and all that and I mean all of it ends up being important right like it's it is ultimately important that Kenny was had kind of befriended the king at the time and that he had this razor close shave with um with the people that were in power and it all makes sense now in retrospect yeah but at the time it felt like a bit of a slog sometimes it was like because it felt like you were getting away from the plot do you know what I mean well you know what the I, you know, again, we're, we're kind of getting into the weeds on this, but seasons one and three, that's them still trying to discover their own world. You mm-hmm. know, like they have, they, you want to get into like the minute details and you, you want to, you want to stretch it out and you really want to show like what they have known for such an extended period of time. With season four, like, you know, end of season three going into four, it was just like so much. It was like, you know, like a whole new world was introduced and like quite literally. So the pacing of this season makes more sense because they're learning all this stuff so fast, you know, like they can't, they can't break down the whole world for them. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're like kind of drinking from a fire hose now. 
Yeah, so like it would make sense that this season is kind of pre- presented to us this way. It's fast, you know, it's quick, you know, the the information is properly delivered, you know, realistically, but also like we got to move on to the next thing. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. especially season four is, you know, with the basement reveal and as we went into season four, it's basically like it almost makes season four feel like a new show or it makes seasons one through three feel like a prologue. It's very interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so into episode nine, I think it opens on Aaron grabbing that boat right out yeah. of the lake of the, the Marley and Scout boat. Did, yeah. did that make you think of the owl right away? Or did it? Did that make you think of anything? It made me think of the owl flashback. It, honestly, until you had mentioned it, um, just before we started recording, I hadn't, uh, I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> yeah, because it's the same port with the same Titan type. It's He was the attack Titan, and he picks it up the same way. And I was yeah. Like, but then I was uh, I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what else he did is he Aaron also picked up that uh, boulder in season one. Oh yeah. I don't know if that's you know I don't know if that's relevant, but I remember like at the time he was bitching about it about how hard it was to hold up, <laughs> and and here he is just lifting fucking boats out of the water. Well, it just goes to show like how much he's progressed. I know. You know, we- like the just his abilities alone. But yeah, that was cool. Did you like that moment? Hanji uh, shows up. How about her whole greeting and the way she receives them? It was so it was so funny because, <laughs> you know, like they were having like a joke. You know, like Levi right off the bat is like like they're not gonna buy this. This is silly. You know, like like Morris was like you're embarrassing us. Mm-hmm. And then you know everything like obviously pans out for him. It was just like <laughs> it was just kind of like it was kind of like a fun. It reminded me of the uh, the festival scene with the warrior candidates. Oh, yeah. It was just, like, kind of, like, this is kind of goofy. doesn't really kind of seem... The show. It seems very, like, Hanji. Very, like, akin to her character. Like, kind of, like, the wackiness. Because we haven't seen that from her in a while. You know, she was always kind of... I've always found her kind of eccentric. Big time. If you remember, and, like, her in- character introduction is how obsessed she is with experimenting on Titans. Oh, yeah. So, like, kind of seeing her be, like, that, like, kind of kooky crazy and all that and, like, just really putting on the show and, you know, want to come have some tea and, and just the dude's reaction, like, <laughs> we don't want your pig piss or whatever. I think that's what I he love says. That, yeah. And, uh, and just, like, Levi's like, oh, oh, my God, like, come on. They're a good I duo. Was, yes, they are. In that scene and throughout the rest of the episode. And, like, they've had lots of interactions prior to this, but especially with her being in command and uh, Erwin being gone. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the two of them make a formidable, formidable duo. They have Absolutely. some good scenes later on. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Is so yeah, we got a pretty cool introduction to that this Yelena character. Oh, we got lots to talk about Yelena. Yeah. Lots so what do you? About. Yeah, I mean, let's let's start there. You know, they already have Niccolo. They because they've had captured a few people already, right? Yeah, because they're like the second wave of ships coming in, I think, at this point. Yeah, so then they grab, uh, you know, Yelena more or less does this coup, but, you know, she had already made up her mind. So that's one question that we've had, that we've mm-hmm. answered now, right, is, I think last week we were like, how does it happen? You know, does yeah. she go on Zeke's orders, or was she convinced? But it sounds like they were very purposefully sent there by Zeke. It's pro- probably, you know... Because at this point, it has been, what, uh, a, a year? Yeah. They, they, it's, yeah, so it's been a year. So probably by the time Zeke got back, he was planning this. Mulling some you stuff know. over. Yeah. And um, so she has a good... And that's the nice thing, too. Like, very believable. You know, like, her whole description, you know, we're kind of... 
I guess we're not really jumping ahead. It kind of cuts to like the camp scene, and it's yep. you know it's it's Levi and uh, I think Onya Capone, Yelena, Levi, and, and Hanji, um, and she's. I'm gonna say this off the bat. Like this might be jumping ahead. I don't trust this Me this chick at all. Me neither. Um, she. I say we she, hang him. We hang him right now. All yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like she. Like, just the way she was presenting information was, like, too, like, drip-fed, you know? Like, I, I know at that point they were trying to win over the scouts, like, because they want Zeke's plan. Because at the end of the day, she's, you know, she's barking for Zeke, you know? So, it was, like, all drip-fed. It all seemed so, like, just natural and, like, so well thought out that how is this not, like, going to backfire them at some point? <laughs> do yeah. you know what I mean? No, I do. I don't, I don't trust her at all. And, like, I get how... You know, they they want to, like you said, they want to establish an early alliance and get off on the right foot. And so as a result, they want to share a lot of things. Yeah. You know, I am, that said, like, they've shared guns and technology and oh, yeah. methods of transit and, you know, all kinds of, like, it looks like uh, the Marlene people have radios and stuff. Oh, Sorry yeah. for the noise. I think, like, there's something exploding in the hallway. <laughs> no worries. But it, it was good, too. Like, that was, that's one of the, I find one of the coolest parts of the episode was the kind of, um... Uh, just like the, you know, like the, like the audio playing over top and it's just like, you know, various scenes of like showing them how the guns work and how like, I think they show them how trains work and, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, the stuff is showing like how like the scouts slowly start to trust some of the Marlins because, you know, like Aaron makes it like a point, one point in the episode, like very definitively, like, yeah, only some of them have trusted us. The rest are all in prison. Yeah. You know, so like it's, there's clearly like they're being trickled in like the ones that Zeke trusts. I'm all, like Nicola might be the only other exception because it doesn't at the beginning it doesn't you know he was like just shoot me like kill them like kill these devils you yeah know? like so um, also hearing um, two things there is another funny Hanj moment of her looking down the barrel of a gun <laughs> yeah I was like you are not practicing proper firearm safety protocol. Well, she puts the clip back in. No, I, I know. Believe. Yeah, <laughs> but I did think that. I was like, oh, man, it's like this drawn on her. <laughs> and like, we, but uh, no, so that was, you know, that whole scene was very, very interesting because we got some, we got some, like, military behind the scenes lore dump from Yelena. Yeah, it looks like, I, I didn't write it down, but it sounded like Marley has got somewhere around about a million man army. <laughs> I think they, yeah, I think it does say a million. There's like 50, I think there's like 50 brigades, I think, and then the, yeah. the, there's the, they make reference to the fleet, and then also Hanju's surprise about like air, like weapons from the air, and yeah. like just her like freaking out. That was very interesting of like, they had, it was almost like she had no concept of that whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, they've been on horse and buggy, you know, this this whole time. I liked also, like, the juxtaposition of, like, or just the cool contrast between her and Levi both being at that table. Yeah. Levi being like, shut the fuck up. Like, you're yeah. going to make us look bad. Because <laughs> you don't want to reveal, I appreciated that, like, of course he would think of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He wouldn't want to reveal their weakness, even if these people seem to have good intentions. Um, but that was really cool. And I mean, it was, you know, like we said, it was interesting to see how much of their technology they shared. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about this whole anti-Marlian volunteer shit? Like all these people that are on Zeke's side, like Yelena's 
almost obsession or reverence that she has with Zeke. Like, what do you think mm-hmm. is, what do you think that's all about? Well, they, you know, like they do, like, there's like that visual of her, like, I think she's, she's clearly like in the Marleyan Navy and, you know, just the first time she sees Zeke and like just the way it's drawn, it's very like, um, like glittery and over the top. And like, it's almost like she had seen God. Like they really stressed oh, yeah. that point. It, it was like her version of telling it too. Mm-hmm. So I do buy her, like, her legitimate faith in him Same. and and they also hint to because both Oni Capone and, and Yelena like they're not they aren't Marleyan by like birth like yeah. I think they're like there's conquered know, by other nations there were other nations other that nation. were conquered by Marley yeah so I'm wondering if like a good like a good portion of like these anti-Marleyan um like the anti-Marleyan volunteers I wonder if these are all like previously conquered and also, the first thing I saw this was like, "Fuck, Dave was right about uh, late." Um, sorry, what's your name, Lady? Uh, is it Masakao? Azumabito. Azumabito. Wow. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, so yeah, like the, I think there's a lot more water for the, like you know for that theory. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, it probably does um, make sense if she was from a neighboring nation of some kind. Yeah. So you know maybe like a good portion of them. I think a part of them. I think the ones that cited with like the scouts and they're like kind of like walking around like Nicola is an example of just like I just want to live you know like there's an opportunity to live and be amongst these people and like I think they're more open-minded but like when it comes down to brass tacks of like the actual RT like people recruited by Zeke I think there's a good chance they're not not there's probably a very good chance that none of them are from Marley originally good point so I think you know and maybe that's just their way of freeing all the people just like on you know the behest of of Zeke because like they all worship him and who knows like if they all worship him that way or if it's just Elena because we don't really get any of that from Oni Capone like he doesn't he doesn't get too much dialogue this episode he's kind of just there as like a second in command I found yeah and just kind of drip feeding a couple he almost seems like an engineer he's like the Hanji yeah like he's like a lot of the he knew a lot of like the tech stuff and but um yeah when they um so when they start luring in, this is going back to like how I feel about Lena, when they go back into luring in like the other Marleyan ships, her over the radio, the face that she makes when she's like kind of like talking to men mm-hmm. is just straight villainous. Like, and, and like, but she's the, I guess that's her goal is to like either capture or kill them, you know, like, yeah, you know what I mean? it's, it's tricky, right? Because, so I agree with all of that. I think I don't trust her just, just as you don't, but it's like, you know, for a minute there, I was like, is this all a ploy for Zeke to gain their trust and betray them to give them back to Marley? And I think the answer to that is like, no, like they've yeah. killed way too many people, way too many Marleyans. They're clearly committed to tearing down Marley. I just don't think they're committed to being a hundred percent ally to parody either. I think they're, they're looking out for number one. You know what I mean? I think they're looking out for Zeke. I think it's just, they, they, introduced religion back into attack on titan mm-hmm. in a, a couple ways this episode one being zeke and then there's one of the probably like the pivotal only capone moments is where like you know sasha blatantly like what like why why is your skin like that yeah you know? and, one of and, my favorite moments well it's true though when you think about it too like they've been on this island for 200 years like they've only seen people like them like it's you know it's it would be weird if like they hadn't pointed that out. Exactly, it would have been a little. It, it would have seemed intentional if they finally yeah. introduce like someone from a different area and they look different and no one asks any questions about it. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that they did. But so then 
also too like and you know he makes the point of like you know like the person that created Ymir and it was also funny too because it like didn't come off as like atheist or anything like that or even agnostic I guess more agnostic but um Oni Capone was just like well that's what some people believe I don't, I don't know but it is then, kind of a sorry go ahead and then Army is kind of just like oh like you know and then like that kind of leads to like Army's kind of like not praying to Annie but just like the confessional at the end of the episode like there's some weirdly very like a lot of religious tones in this in this episode like yeah I, t- I totally forgot like I had never really like because there's only like the the church of the walls I, I believe in the previous season which I had completely forgotten about yeah they r- worship the walls worship yeah. the walls and it had never crossed my mind that these people didn't have like a religion other than that it was just that was just what it was. Which, in retrospect, the people worshipping the walls kind of makes sense because the walls are what were fending off yeah. all foreign powers and invaders. <laughs> yeah. Because the walls were a deterrent we just didn't know back then, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, on that last, just quick note on that Anya Capone answer, he said, you know, our creator thought things would be more interesting if we had a bigger mix of people. I, I thought that was also kind of meta. You know, yeah. like, kind of meta, like, Isayama, the guy who writes the manga, maybe thought, like, shaking this up and introducing a bunch of new characters also makes things more interesting, which it definitely has. Absolutely. Um, so, after this, we go, we flash around a little bit, and we see Aaron in the courtroom, or, you know, like, with the with the uh, parody brass, and they're more or less delivering, I think, what they're learning from... Yelena and Anya Capone and whatnot, right? Which is basically that Zeke wants to meet, and he has it a plan. Of, it kind of came off as like these are my terms. Yeah, you know, like it was Zeke kind of throwing some weight around without yep. even being in the room, and I was kind of like, this is more evidence that like he he's not like he wants to work with them, but like he's here to do his thing. You know, yeah, I feel like he's kind of bullying his way into the situation. Yeah, and Aaron. Uh, so obviously, you know, the reaction from the mar- from the military brass is like fuck no this guy <laughs> obliterated half the scouts you know it, yeah. obviously it's going to come across with some people are not going to be super stoked to jump into bed with him no it's only been like a year since probably erwin and most of the scout regiment died so yeah mm-hmm. um aaron comes clean though about the royal blood connection mm-hmm. which is which is interesting that was a reveal that we got toward the end of season three part two right which is yeah. if uh if Aaron touches a Titan or a person or someone with royal blood, it seems like he can use the founding Titan's powers. And it makes you wonder, what does Zeke know that we don't? You know, or what is... Is Zeke aware of how Aaron is able to tap into that power? Um, do you it's, think it's interesting. when... Do you think well, when that moment happened with Tina Fritz, like, because, you know, Zeke would have been relatively nearby... You know, like that, because that wave went out to everyone, did it not? Yeah, like it showed everybody feeling Aaron using that power. Like it flashed to Bertold and Ymir and Reiner and their reaction of yeah. of like feeling the coordinate ability. But it's hard to say if they put the pieces together. Like how could they have possibly known that Aaron had just come into contact with someone with royal blood? Because mm. it was a titan at the time too, you know? Sure, yeah. But, sure. but who knows? Like maybe... You know, Zeke Ollie really said, you know, an episode or two before this is we need the founding Titan and we need a Titan with royal blood. So maybe, I don't know, maybe he just wants to fucking eat Aaron. Like, maybe that's the play. Like, let me just eat you. Yeah. I I, I really don't know. Because Zeke, Zeke's starting to remind me of, um, who's the character from Game of Thrones there? The one that his accent changed every season. Oh, Littlefinger. Little Littlefinger. Poor guy. Finger. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> kind of like he has he has all these cards. He's not even like people aren't even aware of how many cards he has. He seems to have a lot of information. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's kind of had like a lot of access overseas to kind of you know someone of his Eldian status to have all this information and knowledge. I'm sure he's learned some stuff over the years, but like you know, it's. It's it's funny because like they make a reference. I forget the guy's name. The guy sitting up next to uh, um, Historia. The guy. I think he was originally like running the military at one point. Yeah, I forget his name, but yeah, I feel you. But you know, he makes the reference of like attacking didn't work, so he's trying diplomacy. Yep. You know, and it's just I think Zeke is desperate, and it's like plays for. I think he's an opportunist, and I think he. This is right now at this point is the only option that he has. And he's just kind of... I don't know if he's bluffing his way in, because he he's has a lot of concrete info, and everyone seems to be... Everyone of good intellect in the show is also like, yes, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, for Han... I, I find for Hanji to be like, well, like, you know, yeah, I guess that checks out, you know? So, like, it's... But, I don't know. I think there's some ulterior motives, for sure, going on all across the board. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm interested to see it. You know, I'm sure that shit is going to hit the fan. I just don't know... And this is, like, what makes Attack on Titan so great, right? Is I don't know how or when or why. Mm. But it feels like something... You know, there's nothing is going to go to according to plan here. So... And then, what do you think about Aaron's interpretation of Zeke's plan? It feels like Aaron basically says, well, maybe he's found a way around the vow. Mm. I don't think that's a reach. Because Aaron yeah. can't use the founding Titan. Ergo... He's not blinded by the vow against war. So maybe yeah. if he just holds hands with Zeke and tries to shift some memories, maybe that'll work. Or maybe Zeke thinks he can overcome it if he eats Aaron. But um, but Aaron's thought is, you know, maybe they could hold on to that power and use it as a threat to keep the Parody Island safe because they would then be able to activate all the Titans in the walls. This, what do you think this- of that? This revealed where Aaron's like not bloodlust, but this it just kind of shows where his. At this moment, it's kind of revealed to us that is the lane he's chosen to go down, like he you know he's not like Armin like because you know Armin throughout this episode is like there must be another way and Aaron is just like he's it's like he's only seeing black and white, at this point you know like he's, the it's just war, like I think he just sees like conflict is the only way out of this. I agree. He sees conflict as the only way to conclude this, like, where they're at. Like, I don't think policy or, or diplomacy really interests him. No. And he, you know, the we're jumping ahead a bit here, but the, he has this, there's this good scene with him, Mikasa, and Armin where Aaron is practicing his, his shooting. Because of, yeah. of course he is, right? Like, as we've talked about a lot, he's probably really been busy honing his craft. Mm-hmm. And or maybe just all forms of warfare, and that seems. But he's always like that. He was always pushing himself. He was always like, yeah, trying to prove himself and get to that next goal. But I I loved the, the disparity between the two characters. You know, Armin talking about isn't there a way to clear up this misconce- misconception? And Aaron, I love that line. What misconception? Like they think we're monsters that can transform into titans, and we are. Yeah, we are, and you know, it's it was, it's it just goes to show. Like, just how gray the whole situation is. Like, mm-hmm. Armin has a legitimate point. Aaron has a legitimate point. No one is more correct than the other. Like, like just the situation they're in right now. You know, like, it's... it's This show, it's just been riding this line of, like, everyone's so cornered in. Like, there's no way out. It's just you gotta keep going down the path. And I think Aaron is kind of 
becoming the avatar of that decision. Mm-hmm. You know, like we've, we've already seen it like in action. We've seen the result of him following this path and you can just see it. Like this is where his feelings become concrete is like in this moment. Yeah. I don't know if it was, you know, definitive in, in that moment or well, it definitely was for the audience. You know yes. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Um, you can tell that even three years ago, Aaron was growing restless yeah. And he, you know, because of the at the beginning of the episode, something we didn't mention is like, you know, they're happy they found that ship and everything. He's like, yeah, but, you know, we found we only found it because we got lucky. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know, he, you can you can tell he's a little dissatisfied or he's kind of rearing to go. Um, and then in that scene with the gun practice again, there's two weird things here where he's like, you know, Zeke only has three years left or two years left on his term or whatever it is. So again, he's thinking about like timing. Yeah. And did you catch that in that same scene? He goes, hey, Armin, have you been able to see Berthold's memories? And Armin sort of shrugs it off like, no, like, yeah, but nothing useful. Yeah, definitely has. He definitely has. I think Armin is, I think Armin very early on is seeing the changes in Aaron. I think it's as simple as that. Yeah. So do you think think he's, do you think he's got something and he's withholding? Like, do you think there's something valuable that he's holding on to? Maybe not necessarily valuable, but, like, I don't think he needs... I don't think he wants to feed the fire in front of mm. him. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. It, it, again, we could be completely wrong. This could be... You know, there, there could be, that like, that magic bullet that he has, like, in his memory, you know, to, to give to everyone. But I don't know. Like, I think at that point, Armin is still trying to hold on to some innocence to the situation. Mm. And you can still hold, like, even, like, when it, it cuts forward to, like, what's happening now and, and Armin's talking to Aaron, it makes reference to, like, those are good times. Yeah. You know, and like he like we were collecting the boats and we were learning and it was it was a time of like of knowledge and education and you could see like he was they were just thriving in that. Like at the end of the day it was like for a result of like war. But you know, it just shows like and then I believe that's kinda of where it cuts to um it's around the time they cut to that uh that scene with Nicola cooking for them. Yeah, man, that was great. Yeah, which is what a standout character. What an introduction and, like, has such character growth in, like, 22 minutes. Yeah, I love that they can do that. Um, yeah, I think my, what my soul needed for some healing is, like, one last food montage of Sasha losing her fucking mind <laughs> discovering seafood. Also, did you notice when Aaron makes that shot on the range, it cuts to Sasha being shot? Yeah, that was well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like well, that edit. She, yeah, well, she died at his, in a weird way. She died at his hand right like he he pulled the trigger he did pull the whole yeah. situation basically so. yeah i liked that that was that was neat um last before we flash to the present i want to there was one just like little funny moment i enjoyed which was you know armin using the colossal titan to capture more boats mm. and then levi being sitting <laughs> yeah. there waiting there with a gun being like welcome to the filthy island of filthy devils you're gonna love it I hope you like pink piss. Yeah, I, know. I fucking love that <laughs> shit. It was like a yeah, like you know, welcome to the island. Like it, um, I don't know. I I would love to see some uh, some art on the internet over the next couple of days if if it has an author already, like a, like a postcard for Parody Island. Hope you like the pink piss. That's that's what I, that's what I pictured after that. I didn't even think of that. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. That has to be a thing. Devil's but. Uh, but yeah, uh, so once we're back into uh, into present time, you know, I was concerned for that Nicolo guy, but yeah, it looks like they all really hit it off really well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it's also a bummer because, you know, it makes very sad sense, right? That he ends up caring for Sasha. Yeah. And another interesting detail I found was that, like, of course, there's going to be infighting too, right? Like, even, you know, it's it's a few years later now because we flash back to present and you could tell Niccolo is kind of one of the guys, but not really because he's still technically prisoner. But people like him, yeah. and he clearly was close with Sasha. But one of the uh, parody guys still like kicks his face in the dirt for even being near her gravestone. Yeah, just was, because of where he's from. Well, it was just it was like, well, this is back in you know Iberia or Liberia. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's full circle, man. Like, yeah, it's. it's that kind of prejudice exists on, like, you know, on both sides of the walls or across the yeah. sea. And, like, it's not like you're just going to bring these people in and there's not going to be infighting and it's not going to be a fucking mess. We're not going to sing Kumbaya because because the chef got along with one of his captors. You know what like, I mean? Yeah, but you know what? Like, keep in mind, too, the... Um, I, I, I don't... I can't remember if we saw that... Uh, whoever, like, whatever parody military department that guy was from like pretty much the entirety of the show there was like so many bad eggs in the government and like the military police and like even yeah. garrison good like, point I, th- I think that also could reflect of like the old parody but it also kind of shows like you know it blended well into like the prejudice of like being from a different country like the marley inside and all that so it's it kind of it was kind of like split between that it was still sad to see like none the least you know nonetheless but um, no, I just brutal. And then like you know, like you know, it's, of course, like Gene and Connie kind of immediately come to rescue. Oh man, rescue Connie, that zinger, that that hurt. It feels like I half chose. of me. It feels like half of me is gone. I was like, yeah. oh, that's I, a fucking. That's I a fucking right now. Talking <laughs> about that, like it's like that was sad. Yeah, it was really sad. Because um, I did. They they were such a great pair. Anyway, go ahead. Well, it's it's just like all three of them and Gene too. Like, yeah. You know, like, like. That's, you know, like, those are the boys, you know, like, these are the... Secondary like, cast, basically, like, behind Armin, Yenda, and Aaron, and Mikasa, you know what I mean? Like, they were their own trio. And, like, they were never filler. That was, like, the great thing about this show is, like, they had, like, the clearly, like, the main three, you know, they had, like, they filled everyone out. Like, there's, the show has so many characters to juggle, and, like, no one is, no one has ever really been, like, a joke character, or, like, a throwaway. And... It was just fitting, you know. It was like a like a, a really good character died tragically, and it was it was just like a nice funeral scene, you know. Like the it was beautifully shot. The you know obviously they made him morose with the rain and all that, but mm-hmm. you know it's just to, to hear Connie say that I was like fuck man like there's uh that's war. One little piece of trivia I caught that I was excited to share with you. I don't know Ooh, if you. I, don't I wonder know if it's I wonder if it's the same one I I saw. It's um the girl that shows up with oh no Ooh, here we go so at sasha's funeral um her father shows up and there's that nice moment between him and niccolo yeah and they shake hands and he says you know i'd love to feed you anytime yada yada that was nice it was like a nice wholesome moment but there's a young blonde girl that's with him yes and that's the young blonde girl that sasha saved at the beginning of season two remember with the bow and arrow she goes into that house this girl's mother is being eaten by a titan all slowly and hauntingly. Mm-hmm. And they run away from it. Yes, I do yeah. remember that. That's full circle. Eh? So uh, she was there for the for the funeral. Where, was your piece uh, about in, somewhere in this episode? What do you got? 
No, it is something in this episode. So again, I I had um I was just, you know, perusing the uh one of the subreddits there and I don't know how true it is cuz again, I don't speak Japanese. Hmm. And it it when I was reading it, it did kind of seem like a stretch. But apparently <sighs> something to do with Nick Nicolo's name and like a translation to Japanese is a transit some, somewhere along the line of, of someone's name and something that was said is a translation to meet. Oh. So her, fi- <laughs> her final words were not about food. It was her kind of like reaching out to Nick, Niccolo in some way. Oh, don't break my heart like that. That'd be awful. Yeah. And I had read that. And I was like, oh, like it seems like a stretch. But like, if that is the case, that is like really sad. Yeah. Like, he, the way he had a huge, like Niccolo was like, I'm not exactly, he was fucking crushed. Oh, yeah. You know, so, like, they clearly had a relationship, like, more than just, like, his cooking. And he tries to, like, undersell it of, like, no, like, no, she just, you know, loved my cooking. And, like, I think it was Jean was, like, no. Like, <laughs> you know, I think she cared, like, she cared about you, man. Like, I would have liked, yeah, I would have liked them to lean into that a little bit more. Like, I don't think the audience would have punished the show if they, or the manga, or just the story, if they leaned into the fact that there was, like, a genuine romance there. Yeah. Because the show has done an incredibly good job of avoiding weeboo, romance, cringy yeah. type shit. Sure. But, like, the show could absolutely handle, like, a romance at any stage. You know what in I mean? That, in that moment, that was, like, the perfect shot to be made, you know? Like, yeah. No pun intended. Or, like, or um, at the end of season two, you know, when, like, Mikasa has that moment with Aaron right before they almost die. I was like, yeah, yeah if, like, you want to do, like, a little on-screen kiss, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. the characters have come so far. I agree. There's nothing cringy about that at all. But, I, yeah, I, I went out of that with the assumption that, you know, Niccolo was probably in love with her, and that, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it was brutal. We get a quick scene with Levi and Zeke. Um, Levi bringing Zeke to the forest of giant trees. Mm-hmm. Every scene with the two of them feels like there's a bomb about to go off. It's, like, like Levi wants much, to fucking kill this guy. They're very much setting up that fight. And that's, I think that is like why deep down I don't trust Zeke. Like, I think there's lots of reasons not to trust him. But narratively, they are really having like some philosophical, like, not debates, but like just two varying opinions of like genuine hatred for one another yeah on screen enclosed contained like it will it's obviously not going to break out in that moment but like we're on our third one now or second or third yeah probably uh no yeah second because there's only been two episodes Mm that they've been all together but i think we're going to get maybe a couple more of these and it's just setting up for their eventual throwdown yeah, and in, that in my opinion. I, no, I agree. And that like that setting, the the trees, the forest there, like there've only been violent encounters there. You know what mm. I mean? Like you think about the female titan in season 1 chase them through it. And then in season 2, Reiner and Berthold ran into it and were pursued by the scouts. And Ymir yeah. was in there and like ate Historia sorta at one point, like Yeah. Even the setting is ripe for violence and as Zeke said, like it looks ideal for for ODM gear. <laughs> I don't know. I, it does make me worry, though, because it just seems like a stretch that Levi makes it out unscathed twice in a row. Because Zeke seems like a pretty formidable opponent. Yeah. Pull, yeah, punches were pulled last time, like, intentionally, obviously. But yeah, I, I believe their first fight, Levi got the better of him. I just rewatched that today. Yeah. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. But you have to imagine Zeke has been ruminating on taking a big fucking L there, right? So... Yeah. 
it makes you curious, like, what would he do to, uh... Do you think he made that reference to the ODM gear as, like, you know, I... Oh, like, I, I see what you're doing here. Like, you're trying to box me in. I think so. Or was that of, oh, like, are you guys going to train us to use ODM gear? Because then he immediately hops into a conversation about uh, Falco and Gabby. Yeah. I, 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 I took it as the former. I think that mm. he's calling Levi's hand because he knows what's happening. But, but again, it feels like Zeke's a fucking snake just lying in wait. You know what I yeah, mean? He absolutely. went there fully aware that he would probably be held under lock and key. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I think that if he has a play, he's just waiting He's waiting for a chance to play his hand. They're trying to keep him outside of the walls. Yeah, which is yeah. Like, like, they're taking like this, you know, very solid precautions. I would probably continually, <laughs> continually um, amputate his limbs so that he could never <laughs> transform. Yeah, but that's probably, that's probably going to go against like, you know, the deal. I think, Le- like, I'm sure if Levi had the choice, that's exactly what would happen. That might violent, or that might violate some kind of uh, early good faith for an alliance yeah. between the two of them if they continued yeah. to saw off his arms. Well, even, I don't know, because even in this episode, like, there's already the good faith has been shattered a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's kind of like where the episode ends. Um, yeah, we're going there. Is, is uh, Yelena saying, I didn't think we'd be giving you these guns to point at us later on. Also, what is with their outfit? Because I noticed Nicola had it too. They're all dressed. Are they all dressed in black for a funeral, or is that just their attire? I can't tell you, but I noticed their outfits were weird too. Yeah, they had like the the black, almost like a tuxedo without the tie. Yeah, that was a little yeah. odd. Um, and lastly, uh, or not lastly, but you, I think we kind of called it correctly. Is like we got the one shot of Falco and Gabby in prison. Yeah, and Gabby's just shaking, just muttering Aaron's name in a corner. Falco was probably fucking exhausted with hearing that name. Just like, oh my gosh, shut like, up. Shut up, bitch. But but you know what? Like, Levi makes that line, you know, because, you know, Zeke makes mention of... Can I know, show them? Can I show them this forest? Because they've probably never seen a forest like that. Like, it's pretty, like, they, they make a point of how, like, legendary this forest is. And, you know, and Levi's just like, I guess, you know, because that's it. what else I wanted to ask you, too. Like, that could be taken as a couple other ways of well, that's up to you, or is is that up to your behavior that they get to see it? I thought like, so, yeah. It's like, yeah, be a good boy. That? I oh, thought okay. it was be a good boy, and, you know, maybe. Okay. That's how yeah. I interpreted it, but who knows, right? Because mm. um, they're going to have... That's, that's the thing, too. I'd be surprised if, if they stay in those cells for much longer. Yeah, me too. Because I feel like they got to fle- they got to flesh out. Like, because they got to get... I feel like they're going to give Gabby and Falco the chance to, like, see similarly to, like, how the rest of the Mar- Marleyan volunteers got to get out and kind of see the world. Or see parody. So, I want I feel like Falco, they're not going to let Gabby out she'll bite someone's fucking ear off. <laughs> but, but, like... But, like, know. it might be a good way to de-radicalize her. I mean, who knows, right? Um, I wonder if Zeke's going to take them on, like, a little field trip and, like, kind of show them, like, see, the world's not different. But even then, not so different. you have to trust him enough to let him do that. And, like, it, I don't know, how much experience do they have holding war criminals from different nations and how to treat them? Mm. Probably not a ton. No. Um, anyway, I liked uh, the reveal that Armin has been talking to Annie this whole time. Yeah. We haven't seen her, like, in present time outside of flashbacks since season one. Oh, that's true, I suppose, eh? Like, yeah. she just fucking hasn't been there. Fuck. So... 
Yeah, she's snug as a bug. I also you, liked uh, that Armin you, has was holding a seashell the whole time. Yeah, a little souvenir. Yeah, just and it speaks so much to like his obsession with the sea early on in the show. Yeah. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say like I I did read some. There's some seems to be some consensus on the internet that like she looks significantly older in the crystal. Yeah. I I personally couldn't tell. But, um, I think it's tricky because of the different animation studio as well. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like how would like how would you really know? <laughs> but I thought it was an awesome reveal that like he you know he's been narrating everything that had happened and I I wonder how much he, he goes there. Yeah, I I think it's probably safe to say that she has aged, right? I mean, at the, even if she stopped aging, I think it's probably also safe to say that like her Titan, her Titan ticker is is yeah. not paused while she's in there you that's, know what i mean like, she's probably still she's probably on the same amount of time as reiner and crew right so they probably I, zeke only has a year left does reiner also only have a year left i think yeah i think reiner only has that so one so theoretically her as well right so she's you know now that we see her in the flesh i wonder if we'll be able to yank her out of there or, mm. or if they'll use her at all, who knows? Because we don't know that. We don't know if she can just, like, crack herself open at any point. Yeah. And if she can, why hasn't she? Maybe, you know? you know, maybe it's, like, one of those things where you're in a coma, but you hear everything around you. Sure. And, like, she's waiting to make a play. Maybe, uh, maybe that Zeke, now that Zeke is here, because presumably, perhaps she trusts him? I don't know. Maybe he tries to turn her. Annie's Annie's a hard one to, to put like a like a finger on because yeah. she's such a lone wolf, like mental or like that's always the vibe she's had. Like you know, even in all the flashbacks as a kid, she was. Yeah, so like I could I don't know I could I could see an angle of her like just trying to get away and get escape, like because who knows like because she wanted to abandon the mission in the first place too like along True. with her told which was revealed to us so I don't know it's they've definitely set up Annie's come back in some form this season and this is like you know the kind of the smoking gun i think for that yeah there's one more piece of trivia that happens right at the end of this episode before the end reveal it's like in the last few couple minutes and it's um aaron in the mirror you know it's it was as uh i think at the time armin was talking about and we kind of mentioned this or you mentioned this earlier armin was talking about you know he thought he might have understood Aaron better than anyone, even Mikasa, but now he doesn't know anymore. I thought that was really great, like some great dialogue. Yeah. And some, you know, it was drawn pretty cool as well. And you see Aaron just kind of like washing up and staring at himself in the mirror. Um, but it goes back and forth between him and Mikasa. Mm-hmm. And I think Mikasa, is she sitting at uh, Sasha's gravestone at the time? Yeah, she's like leaning on it. So. The dialogue that they both say, it's basically like, if I don't fight, I can't win. If I can't, if I, you know, or if I can't win, then I'll die. If I've got a, if I fight, I'll win, you know, etc. It's, it's though it's along there, along those sure. lines, but word for word. And they've done this multiple times throughout this, se- this season in particular is they lift dialogue from the last or from earlier seasons and they plant it over characters in different circumstances Okay. And frame for frame, they're both saying the same words they said in season one when they were kids and uh, Aaron was saving her from those two men. Oh, the kidnappers. Yeah. Oh, fuck. And he's yelling, Tatakai! <laughs> yeah. 
remember he's 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 being hoisted up by one of them and he's screaming at her you have to fight yeah and she's thinking the same words and it's the the play between the two of them is the same towards the end and the same dialogue lines are used for the end of this uh end of this one where they're both saying like we have to keep fighting this fucking showman is i know but you know what i think a big part of too like armin making all those confessions like armin has made it clear of like like fuck like you know he was right you know like i i don't i didn't want him to be right but he is right and i think i think everyone's gonna be all pissy with aaron and i think i kind of got the sense that maybe everyone's gonna click up a little bit again just in time for like zeke to fuck them over and then they're like okay like let's let's go get zeke now that's that's kind of what i'm foreseeing yeah because um, there's that line that, oh fucking elena this is where i knew that she was bad news that line with is it pixis yeah we haven't she, seen him this season yet so by the way good to see him yeah well he we saw him earlier in like in the the court confessional yeah and then we see him here again with all the guns drawn and i guess that's too like did they get the marlene volunteers to bring serum over it looks like it yeah so they have serum so that answered a question you and i had earlier a couple weeks ago as well mm-hmm. of if they could reproduce their own you know serum yeah. or not um but the line she makes of like he he's like i'm sorry like you know like you know under the circumstances like you know it is what it is and she makes that line of like don't worry we're gonna dine at the same table again today. yeah and i was like oh this bitch is up to no good <laughs> i don't fucking trust you at all and she's like, just so smug similar to how zeke is yeah it's like they they know something that that our characters don't or that our protagonists don't and it's yeah. like what what the fuck do you have up your sleeve yeah like very incredible character like they've done like you know you had mentioned like they they've done such a good job with her of like kind of showing how they got to like you know she's pivotal in this you know this whole this whole scenario and it just kind of like her behavior through this episode it made me wonder if like did she try hard enough to, like, get rid of Galliard and Piek? You know, because, you know, Jean kind of jumps down her throat about, like, and you, like, where were you doing your job? Mm-hmm. So it's it's making me question, like, everything that we've seen of her so far. And, like, I'm going to have a very close eye on her going forward. Like, great character. Weirdly enough, kind of feels like Willie again. Yeah, a little bit. I feel that. Very, like, upfront you know kind of is making himself clear but like clearly hiding some stuff ulterior motive seems a little cunning yeah so very like i'm really glad we got more get to know her a little more but i don't i don't i don't trust her one bit (laughs) yeah it's just you know the big question is what is their play right if we assume that we don't trust them i mean they've really fucked themselves by betraying marley to the extent that they have because there's a lot of blood on their hands yeah and if they don't intend to side fully with parody then what do they intend to do i i mean i don't know the answer to that but i you know i'm hoping that we'll find out i'm i mean yeah even in even if there is no part two we'll we still have plenty of time to find that out mm. um for what it's worth though one of our listeners did reach out i showed yeah. you this off off mic but yeah we got some some cool interaction and, and one of you guys sent us a pretty good breakdown uh saying basically at the pace that we're currently going there's no way that will cover what's in the manga uh, so far, and the manga isn't even done yet. And it also seems like the showrunners have made some significant hints that mm. season four will be split into two parts. Um, so that's God, good. I hope so. 
yeah, I, think, I hope so. I, it's it sounds it sounds like it. So we'll you know there's that to look forward to, and it also means that we have some time. You know, we've got how many more episodes? Nine more episodes. Uh, well, now it'd be I guess it'd be eight at this. Oh point. yeah, sorry, seven. Because uh, it's episode nine or whatever. Yeah, less than ten, and um, yeah, pl- plenty of time for shit to go wrong. Oh, time! Like, if anything, like I, you know, I think at the beginning of the season, I had come to terms with the fact of sixteen episodes, and I was mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I, let's just see how it goes, and like, we'll we'll hold judgment till the end. But as each week, like the show, in my opinion, has never been better. Like, there's a lot of excitement. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of, like, major moments, but, like, I, I just do not want this to end. Like, I know I it will. It. I know it will, and but I think I think for this show to really keep its cult status and, like, you know, it, it needs to tell the full story. You know, we can't... I don't think it should be rushed, and, like, I don't think it is. I think at the pace, like, they're going at, it seems very natural. And if they can do that for, like, another, you know, 16 additional episodes after this i think that would be perfect like you know also just more time to work on it you know (laughs) yeah that's never gonna hurt right um because again consistently like the only nitpick i had in this episode was like there was a titan in it for like 10 seconds and for those 10 seconds it looked kind of weird uh aaron it's just like uh when he picked it up when he picked up the boat towards the beginning of the episode sure and there's this shot where hanj threatens them and goes like have you not noticed the titan standing behind you and oh, yeah. aaron is you know looking all menacing and he really does from one shot yeah he looks very scary um but then like they close up on his face and he again just kind of looks like this kind of weird plasticky thing that's just sort of like pasted well, we had we had a armin as well as the colossal titan this episode and i think he he looked good yeah, yeah. he's only been hand drawn it I think so. Um, I don't know if he... I, I think he was again this time, but in his, like, amazing debut when he was the fucking nuke, he was definitely yeah. hand-drawn. Yeah. Fucking... Only the best for my homie who the commits mass murder. <laughs> yeah. Poor Armin. God, Armin. What a tough break. Did you watch the Stinger? Or did you watch the uh, preview? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it seemed to happen really fast. It, that one was more ambiguous than all of them so far. Yeah, I feel like we're going to be getting, like, another, like, a back and forth of, like, what had happened and what is happening. I agree. Um, you know, I think that is the effective way going forward. Like, now that I've seen it, that one episode, I mentioned this earlier in the episode, but, like, I don't think I want just a soul. I, I want the story to progress still. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I had thought maybe I just wanted, we had wanted just, you know, the past and see what happened and get as much of that as we can. Most of, like, the gang... But after seeing it, I was like, no, that makes sense. Like, I, I like the, I really like the way they framed this episode. And if they did this going forward, I would not be disappointed at all. Yeah, same. Okay, I think that just about does it. Or did you have anything left for this week? No, no, I think, uh, I think that's all. <laughs> Great, like I said, what a palate cleanser. Just, it was nice. It was a good little break. I found from like the the tension <laughs> yeah and we still move forward answered a lot of questions um hopefully we'll get more of that next week and we'll see how it goes right on so thank you guys for listening can you guys hear the sirens oh yeah <laughs> sorry guys um but yeah so we'll be here again next wednesday we do this every wednesday and uh you know if you like the show continue to listen follow like comment subscribe all of the things that people do with shows on platforms um 
as we mentioned every week, it's super cool to continue seeing the audience grow. So thank you for listening. It's really, really cool. Yes, thank you very much. Can't believe that we've been doing this for over two months, and I can't believe how far we've come. Um, <laughs> like the podcast has, you know, remains pretty raw and unedited because we've literally never edited it, as you could tell by the sirens just now. <laughs> but uh, but but more and more people are continue to listen. So you know, thank you, and we'll we'll see you on the flip side. Talk to you guys next week. Cheers. <laughs>